Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is the Olive Magazine podcast, a weekly slice of food and drink chat brought to you by the team behind Olive Magazine. I'm Janine, your podcast host, and this is episode 213. This week, we welcome Candice Brown to the podcast. You may be familiar with Candice for taking home the Great British Bake Off trophy, but as we find out, she has lots of strings to her bow, including owning and running a pub in Bedfordshire. We hear all about the joys and challenges of being a landlady, plus we discuss summer drink trends and she shares some great ideas for baking with a boozy twist. Welcome to the Olive Magazine podcast, Candice. It's lovely to meet you, if only on Zoom. I know, it's so funny and so weird, isn't it? Like, I'm really missing that, but it's really nice to meet you. Yeah, you too. How are you doing? I'm all right, I think. It's been a funny old time, yeah. hey? Um, yeah. Yeah, it's one of those times where you just kind of... I'm pretty much head down and get on with things anyway. And and that's very much yeah. the case of what it's been been recently. So head down, get on with it until we're told yeah. anything else. So cool. Um, we're gonna be talking about summer drinking later, yeah. which we'll get to in a bit. But first, um, can we talk about something I didn't know about you? Yeah. Um, which is the reason you're such an expert on drinks is you own your own pub, <laughs> Green Man in Evershot. Yeah. I mean, like talk talk about living the dream. How did how did that come about? Yeah, it's a funny one, isn't it? I mean, I don't know if I'm an expert on drinks, but I definitely know my way around a pint or two. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, I suppose, uh, it's in my blood, really. My mum and dad um, run pubs for 25 years. So uh, me, wow. my brother, my sister, we we grew up in pubs um yeah. moved around a fair di- a fair bit and mum and dad were like proper old-fashioned landlord and landlady um yeah so born and bred in London and then moved around a fair bit but I don't know it's just it's not even something I thought oh yeah I, that's what I want to continue with that's what I want to go into but following yeah. following Bake Off um I, I knew yeah. I wanted something I knew I wanted whether it be a little bakery or a little shop or something like that. And then I was sort of talking to my brother one day and we kind of just sort of said, he said, I'd, I'd, I'd like to, to do you, would you want to do something? Are you serious about it? And I said, yeah. And we started looking at places and we were looking at kind of shelves of places to completely redo and looking really at sort well. of shops and things like that. And then all of a sudden this little village pub popped up and he said, we're going to have a look at it. And we're driving down the road and he said to me, don't fall in love with it before I've had a chance to speak to you. <laughs> well, we pulled into the car park yeah. and I went, oh, my God, I love it. I want it. And he was like, I told you not to do that. <laughs> and but do you not think that's like if, if you're looking at something like, I mean, we bought a flat last year. And as soon as I walked in, I was like, I, I almost was in tears because I was like, this, is, you get this feeling yeah. of like this is it. Literally, literally it was just it's in the most picturesque little village of Evershaw. There is. Oh, wow. just a church the pub um there's a lido about 200 yards down the way and a cricket green that's it there's not even a village shop and we walked in and I mean it needed a lot of work doing it do it doing to yeah. it um but I just my brother um and my dad are builders by trade as well so um my brother oh, kind of has really that good. vision um and yeah and then I can fill it 
um and then yeah. all, add all the other bits into it so yeah we literally we saw it and then put in an offer that day <laughs> and it moved that quick yeah two weeks before Christmas so what kind of pub was it yeah what kind of pub was it before you before you guys got it I mean it was just a village pub um I mean just, yeah. yeah a little bit kind of tired but just it's 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 a real village pub the villagers yeah. It's, it's kind of their place that they go to. It's, there's nothing else in the yeah. village. It's a proper quintessential village pub. It's the hub of the community. Yeah. And, and we saw that and we thought we can really, really expand on that. We can really capitalise on that with kind of my thoughts and ideas with regards to food and drink. And then my brother's sort of vision yeah. for turning something like a space into something very, very beautiful. And then my obsession with antiques and vintage, being able to fill it, we were... We're, we're a good yeah. partnership that way. So you you got it just before Christmas? Was yeah, 2000 and gosh, that would have been 2018. So we got it just before Christmas yeah. and had to take on all the pre-booking. So we signed for it, um, yeah. I think about half past five in the evening. And then we were open at 12 o'clock the next day and I was doing a three-course oh dinner my- for 25 young farmers. <laughs> So, um, I mean, yeah, and we did all the Christmas dinners. We 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 did, it was me with my mum and dad helping in the kitchen, not really having an idea what we were doing. Wow. And then, yeah, we shut sort of mid-January to do a big refurb, opened in, yeah. reopened in March and just sort of had an incredible year. And then, of course, almost yeah. a year to the day, lockdown happened. So we were like, hooray, <sighs> one year open, hooray, let's shut. Uh-oh. Oh <laughs> How has that kind of impacted your business in terms of did you did you do any like I know some people did take away and yeah did, or did you guys just have to shut down? No, we so we we did take away and a delivery service. I mean, with right. with with the place, me and it's been all me and my brother. It's been all of our own money, all of our own time, all of our own everything. Yeah. So we've put too much into it to allow it to sort of go under or fail. So we had to do everything we yeah. could to keep it ticking over. And I mean, it was Absolutely. it was tough those first few weeks when you get your wage bill come in and we didn't have enough money in the bank to pay the wages and to tell our staff, God, yeah. can we can we just hold off for a minute? It was was heartbreaking. I think I cried for about three days. Yeah. Just what, what are we going to do? God. But at one point it was just me and my brother, his girlfriend helping out. And we just we just did what we had to do. We put too much into it to allow it yeah. to fail. Um and yeah, and it's just a case of just just making it work. So we did takeaways and and delivery service of food, and then we kind of worked out how we could do it with sort of drinks with the lids on and and everything like that. And yeah, we're back yeah. open now. Things are different, but we're Amazing. we're going with it. <laughs> you can tell from your like voice how much you absolutely love love the place. When you when you took it over, you said they'd or they were already doing food. Yeah. So was it? Did you do like a big swivel on the menu? Did you do like quite different food or did you bear in mind, the, I mean, did you ask like the locals what kind of stuff they were after or just yeah. move it a little bit along? Yeah, I think with everything, we 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 always ask and what we didn't want to do was come in and kind of go, right, we're turning it into something completely different. All the locals then hate yeah. us. No one turns up because it is a pub. And what we, did, <laughs> and what, yeah. what we didn't want to do was turn it into something that, that it wasn't and that that we weren't and that I'm not um it it is a pub and it is still a pub it's just a pub that does really good I suppose traditional but up-to-date food everything Mm -hmm. is cooked fresh that's one of the things I said from the beginning we we're surrounded by beautiful countryside we have a lot of young farmers come in um I'm an ambassador for love British food so I wasn't going to start 
putting deep fried brought in spring rolls yeah. into the freezer and frozen scampi and things like that although I mean I'm I'd be happy to eat frozen scampi but here we wanted yeah. <laughs> we wanted a we wanted a small menu just cooked fresh yeah. and done perfectly I I'm one of these people small done perfectly is better than big done mediocre and and that's and that's and that's kind of what we've stuck by and and people had to adapt to it people had to learn that they might have to wait 15 minutes or 20 minutes for their food to come up because we were cooking we're not we're not microwaving or reheating we were cooking so sometimes that takes a little bit longer but we've well, prior to lockdown, we have gone from strength to strength and the villages have been great and we get lots of outside oh, people so sort great. of visiting and and yeah, it's been it's been incredible. And I mean when the weather's good, you couldn't be in a better place. We've got a beautiful outside area with fruit trees and bramble bushes and horses walking by. Mm. It's really idyllic. When it rains, wow. I mean sounds it's different. I know I was gonna say it sounds idyllic. <laughs> it is, it is. When it rains it's a bit different, but when the sun's out, yeah, it's delightful. <laughs> Was was it important to you to like to maintain the idea of the pub? As in, I, we were saying before, I think there's a few places out there that call themselves pubs, but they're actually restaurants. You know, like you can't just walk in and get a drink. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you're a village pub, yeah. so and often they're like the hub of a community. Was yeah. it important to you to like retain that? Absolutely, At, like complete a hundred percent. What we didn't want to do was ostracize um the villagers or people coming for a drink or the place that someone's been drinking for the last 10 20 30 years it was never about changing itself sorry no you have to book a table I mean at the moment things are different because obviously with the guidelines and things we we are able to take bookings and minimum of six we've not got people standing at the bar so things are a little bit different but um yeah we have an area for food and then the pub is the pub and we have the bar and then we have sofas and in the winter there's kind of three open fires we we really really are a pub sometimes there's more dogs than people in the pub and I'm pretty happy with that um (laughs) (laughs) yeah but I mean we we do have people kind of going oh it's we don't want to sit there it's very loud and we do literally explain to them we say we we've and we say it's can we sit in the restaurant we say there actually isn't a restaurant area we are a pub and it is loud and that's one of the things we pride ourselves on is on a Friday and Saturday and I mean on a Friday and Saturday night it's it is yeah. it is loud because people are talking. People have arranged to meet up and to get together, yeah. and that's that is my childhood. That's nostalgia yeah. for me. So sometimes, yeah. sometimes I think people expect, or if they're visiting, they come and they expect that kind of restaurant kind of feeling and yeah. to be quite quiet. But actually, that's that's not what we're, what we're about. We are a pub, and we want that atmosphere. We want that we want that kind of community vibe. And if people don't sort of enjoy that when we we just explain and we just explain we are a pub and I think people do get it and once people kind of see it and they see that all our tables are mismatched because they are antiques and they are Georgian or Victorian and there's big old Chesterfields and things like that and yeah we're we're really really proud of it every so often we kind of I mean it's been tough the last few months but every so often we kind of sit back and go yeah we did this we did this oh what does your mum and dad think of your I think they think we're absolutely crazy (laughs) (laughs) after 25 years of bending they came out of it and when we said we found a pub my dad went all right um but yeah they're they're great you can see my dad sometimes chomping at the bit to try and want to go yeah I was gonna say try and get involved and he has to kind of rein himself in a little bit but it's we've had sort of mum mum was helping out sort of 
prepping in the kitchen and if there's any building bits and pieces and my brother wasn't about or wasn't able to do it my dad would come over and do it and it's me and my brother and my brother's girlfriend Sophie works here for so it's a proper <laughs> family affair like it really really is but yeah they definitely thought we were uh we were crazy I love it I'm, I'm sure like part of them is just like oh my god we got out of it but actually this is quite nice that we can come back they're now the other side yeah. back in. they're now the other yeah. side they, <laughs> they come down on a Friday yeah. night for a drink and they're with me and Ben are behind the bar or running around like crazy people and they're like all right okay yeah we remember this <laughs> so do you do you live near do you live near you live in the pub yeah or, I live above the pub near to the pub yep I live, live above, above it the pub. Yep. Oh, amazing yeah so <laughs> I mean for me everyone kind of goes oh but that was that was my life for 21 years so we we always lived above the pub so I yeah for me it's I've lived above a pub more than I haven't so it's it's pretty yeah. natural for me I, I like the noise and I like the kind of I don't know, just the busiest busyness of like it. The buzz. Yeah. yeah. And it's I've, so I've made the space. You are completely my own. immersed. Oh, completely. <laughs> I yeah. It's just I'm just really I'm I'm just so impressed that I see so many things where, you know, you'll have someone who's a face and there'll be a face of something, but the you kind of get the impression that they're not there that often. But you actually live above the phone. Yeah, no, I'm um, I'm definitely here. <laughs> when we first opened, we had people come in like the first few days. And I think obviously people would come in and see what, what we'd done or see what I had mm. done. And I think that first sort of, well, getting ready to reopen, I don't think, I think mm. none of us slept for probably a couple of hours a night and we reopened at 12 o'clock and I was still I mean I wear a lot of dungarees that's that's what I wear I wear dungarees and onesies I'm not always glam um and they came in and I hadn't I don't think I'd showered I don't think I'd even brushed my teeth I was still in my dungarees I got not a stitch of makeup on and some women walked in they went oh we're really disappointed and I went oh gosh why is that they said we haven't got your lipstick on I said well I was cleaning the urinals half an hour ago so lipstick's least of my worries so I must admit, I I did think you were the kind of person who would be in your PJs, but at least with a little slick of lipstick. I mean, come your, to be honest, your thing, hasn't to it? be honest, there's very, very few times I don't have lipstick on. So even if I'm still in my pyjamas yeah. or I've got a onesie on or I've got a dungaree or I need to run downstairs and I've got not a stitch of makeup on, my hair's on the side of my head, I'm like, <laughs> quick, right, find a lipstick. That'll be all right. And that's, that's, that's my thing. Fantastic. Um, Let's move on to summer drinking. So you've just been announced as brand ambassador for Franklin Sons. Yeah. You do all kinds of amazing, cool soft drinks. Yeah. And fancy mixers. So imagine you've been experimenting quite a lot recently. What what kind of drinking trends can you see at the minute? I know like the last couple of years, yeah. the Aperol Spritz was massive. People are loving a spritz, aren't yeah. they? What kind of, is there like, an, is there like a new version out there? Um, it's funny because you kind of see these trends and I think gin was such a big thing and with with Franklin and Son what yeah. I really liked was we we kind of looked at the drinks menu and we looked at what we were we were serving and things like that and at the same with the food we wanted to we wanted to have sort of companies that that were that were sort of either close to my heart or kind of we kind of knew where they were from or what they were about to so say and we have a local ale and things like that and Franklin and Son kind yeah. of fitted into that and I really kind of liked it. So we were serving it anyway. And then the partnership just really, really matched. 
And obviously gin and tonic mm. has had a huge, huge, it's massive, massive boom with all these different gins and all. And then it's gone from kind of, I remember my nan's tipple being a gin and tonic, but that was your bog, yeah. your bog standard gin and tonic that smelt like petrol. And the, I, I, I wouldn't be able to sum it now, but now they're, no, the flavors and things you get from them. And then obviously you've got your things like your Aperol spritz with your different flavors in. But I mean, yeah, I think trends this year. I mean, before kind of lockdown and everything, I think I was looking at and sort of thinking rum. Rum was making kind of waves. So things with that rum yeah, base and that rum's spice. really popular. Yeah, yeah, and sort of rums and tonics and rums and gingers and things like that. But spritz wise, people love in the summer, don't they? A big glass filled with ice and fruit and a straw and I think there's something so lovely and in this Instagram age when you can take a picture of an incredible drink (laughs) with a backdrop of some in a beer garden and you whack that up on the Instagram people love that so I think things are Instagrammable so spritz wise I think it's it's kind of anything filled with fruits and things like that and I know one of the ones yeah sort of I did with um with Frankie's son was I made like a summer sangria um so, oh, sangria is great yeah, yeah but made it really fresh and summery so with yeah. um some white wine and a little bit <laughs> I went went a little bit retro with an extra dry martini in there oh, yeah I love that and um <laughs> yeah and um they do a really nice lime and guava soda and it was just fresh and in a glass mm, with so tropical sort of, as yes, well yeah with loads of lemon and lime and fresh mint you've got that I don't know it's just it looks summery, but it's fresh without kind of being heavy, mm. heavy. And it's just moving a little. I mean, I love an Aperol spritz, but it's just something a little bit different when someone yeah. goes, oh, do you know what I had at the Green Man? I had this really nice thing. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's what that's what we want. Stick around for more from Candice, including some great ideas for boozy bakes. Do you spend a lot of time kind of thinking up I mean, do you have a cocktail? I did. I didn't check that out. Did you have a, a sort of cocktail menu there, or a, yeah, or just a drinks menu that you, yeah? So we have, so we have like a a gin and tonic menu because we have so many incredible gins yeah. and so many beautiful tonics. I mean, one of the ones um, that they do is rosemary and olive, rosemary and black olive, and most people go, oh, when they try it, they go, oh my goodness. And the thing yeah, is, like a bit of saltiness. Yeah, yeah, and the thing is with like the gins, there's so many different flavors to them now that go along with the tonics or rums mm. that go specifically with ginger or um, yeah. something with kind of cherry and things like that. So um, yeah. we do have we have an incredible incredible manager who's just what he doesn't know about sort of mixing drinks and playing around with things. It's not worth knowing. So when people say, "Oh, can I have?" Um, can I have a something really fruity or an old fashioned or can I have yeah. a can I have an espresso martini, which I've got a dab hand at making, which on a, oh. a Friday <laughs> night, a Friday night at half, half past 10, when a table of however many people all decide they want espresso martinis and they're all looking at me yeah. going canvas and I'm like, oh, OK, Um I love them, but they're le- they're lethal. They are lethal. They are <laughs> lethal. After, also, ask for a decaf one after a certain time as well. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say you've got to stop at like I would say like two months. Yeah. Otherwise, you're going to just be up all night. Yeah, I know, and I think people forget that. But yeah, so we again we're very much rather than having sort of lists of things, we say to people, okay, sure, what sort of thing do you fancy? If we can make it, if we can do it, then we do it, for sure. And it's the same with the food. A little bit bespoke. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I think most people will know Yukandas through your amazing baking talents, whether it's winning British Bake Off or your cookery book Comfort, <laughs> yeah. which is a beautiful book. Thank you. Or you, your baking your baking column in the Sunday Times, which is incredible, like such a good place to have a column. I know, I'm, I'm um, very happy. I mean, I think it's because I'm so yeah. posh. I mean, they needed to... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Obviously, they heard you and went, yep. This, <laughs> this is who we need. Yeah, I'm in my fourth year with them now. And it's just, I don't know, my dad said, Winkle, fly me. Like, yeah. it's about £2.50 a paper. I said, I know that. I know. Um, you should say, Dad, I'm worth it. Come I know. On. Clearly, you can see. But, um, <laughs> I think um, boozy bakes and dessert cocktails, mm-hmm. that's, that's a thing that I'm quite fond of because I don't usually have a have a. A dessert but I would love a dessert cocktail because it's yeah. just more booze but definitely boozy bakes have become really trendy like we we see them like with on our website yeah. they go mad whenever we put anything on what are your favorite kind of spirits and liqueurs to use when you're cooking or creating bakes so I think with with booze in bakes I think it just goes goes to show how far kind of booze and spirits especially have come along because I use them quite a lot and one of the things I don't like using in in baking as much as possible mm. I steer away from using essences you know like vanilla essence or yeah. almond essence yeah. I'm really not keen on that false perfumey flavor so if I'm using vanilla I'll right. always use vanilla bean or vanilla bean paste get as close to the real yeah, thing as that's possible really nice. yeah um but I find with with spirits especially they are so complex in their flavors now you can use them mm. to match what you're doing so with gins whether it's a real background of juniper or it's got a real background of blueberries or rosemary I can put that in something that fits really nice in so I can put a gin that's got rosemary in it and put that in a cake that then's got lemon and lime in so you've almost got a lemon and lime gin and tonic cake or rum where you've got that spice and you've got got that vanilla in there anyway so you're using using them to to enhance the flavor rather than kind of get drunk and I think his, you're not going to have a slice of cake and end up kind of rolling around the floor. Well, unless you no. unless you get your <laughs> unless you get your measures mixed up. Um, but for me, it's about it's about using the flavour. So with with a Bakewell tart, I'll, I will always use an amaretto rather than putting in mm. rather than putting in something else because you've got that kind of you've got that almond flavour and it just it can really yeah. lift a flavour. And I think I take inspiration from cocktails as well. Recently, I kind of did a. I did a sort of almost a porn star martini type trifle type thing. And it was just, I don't know, it works really well. And people love a gin and tonic, so why not whack it in a cake? And I did a really lovely little one for for Franklin somewhere. I used pink grapefruit tonic and did a pink grapefruit drizzle cake with gin and um, chai seeds and rosemary. And it's just... I don't know, it was fresh, it's something different. And then it's not like you bite into it and go, oh gosh, there's gin in that. It's kind of like, oh, no. Oh, it is like a little bit it can like be more a gin subtle, can't it? Yeah. And I think yeah. I think that shows how far spirits and especially small batch has come along. And I I love that. I love small batch um spirits and things. And yeah, it's yeah. just so nice to be able to use them to enhance the flavour. I'm a big fan of kind of retro things as well, like yeah cherry brandy and absolutely um, yeah because it just reminds me of like when I was little and you know my my grandma used to go to the pub and get like a snowball a snowball with a maraschino cherry yes my nan used to drink one of them at Christmas 
she'd have what she'd have a she'd have a snowball or a glavar and we still have a glavar at Christmas to toast her bless her but um yeah a what's a glavar I don't know what that is glavar it's like a whiskey based um liqueur I believe so glavar I think it's G L A V A or it's got a Y in it and my spelling's not very good so I have must have seen that my granddad must have that I think he had drum drum buoy, oh, which gosh, is another whiskey yeah. but like syrup <laughs> like syrup <laughs> yeah yeah completely so sweet so when you think so about sweet. like the old-fashioned drinks cabinet it's just literally like the sweetest liqueurs yeah. and pour it out it's know, like but I think yeah but some of them are great and you like you, you mentioned like cakes and trifles Brilliant. and bacon and stuff because they bring a they bring that kind of a, a little bit of syrupiness but then with that back back flavor absolutely. of you know, cherry or coconut absolutely or definitely um I've got one final question for you, mm-hmm. Candice, which is, um, well, if you had, if you could have a desert island drink, what would it be? And I'm allowing you two. I'm giving you one for summer and one for winter. Oh, gosh. I'm going to put you on the spot. have. <laughs> okay. So a desert island drink, I would go, goodness me. Okay, so for winter, I'm going to go with, something like a Moscow mule so okay gingery so um warming warming so really nice ginger beer ginger ale a little bit of vodka in there some lime some fresh ginger maybe a little bit of cinnamon in there to sort of really really spice it up a little bit and then in in the summer oh gosh do you know what I think it would just be a really nice big I don't think you can beat a really nice big gin and tonic. And that's very different for me because I wouldn't have drunk one of those, I don't think, until a few years ago, until I learned sort of a little bit more about it. But yeah, a huge, huge glass, bigger than, you know, those fishbowl glasses filled with ice. Yeah. Either that or like a a rosé spritz. Yeah, lovely. Yeah, loads of I think it just shows you how much gin's evolved, hasn't it? Absolutely. You know, talking about your your gran... Or if you remember, like when you used to watch EastEnders and they would have like one of those old fashioned wine glasses with a G&T and a lemon and no ice. Yeah. And you'd be like, what the hell is that? Yeah. And it looked disgusting. It well, tasted well, well, now you get but, your, your vodka and tonic or your gin and tonic and you've got you've got berries in it or you've got rosemary or you've got cucumber yeah. or lemon and lime and um, strawberries. Whereas before you'd go ice in a slice. That's all I remember my mum and my dad saying yeah. ice in a slice. That was your <laughs> that was your two choices: ice and a slice. Whereas now you've yeah. got a whole a whole green grocers to choose from to go in your glass. And I think it's just well, I suppose it also comes with that Instagram age as well. Everything looks beautiful. It's, yeah. it's fancy, and it's just it's about the drinking experience as much as the drink now mm. as well. It's taking time over the drink and enjoying the flavors and and yeah. and just. Yeah, it's about and having a bit of an experiment at home abs- as well. Absolutely, because you know? I mean, we we've all done a lot of you know home drinking during lockdown. Yeah. Um, I've drank a lot of interesting beers because I love them. Yeah, I don't need drink a lot of spirits mainly because um, I'm a Geordie. You know, I don't know when to stop. Yeah. So <laughs> I kind of limit myself to beers, <laughs> but I do like a refreshing beer. Yeah. But I think it's nice that people, as well as cooking and experimenting at home, are probably like mixing up their own little cocktail experiments too. Absolutely. And obviously with, with supermarkets and things like that, I mean, you might not have been able to get flour or eggs during lockdown, but you could go and get an amazing range of 
tonics or an array of gins yeah. or craft beers or lagers <laughs> and things like that you could you yeah. could go and get that I mean we were struggling with most other things but um yeah, yeah and I think that's nice to kind of have a play around and people were having to think outside the box a little bit people weren't able to go down the pubs at that point when everything kind of was shut so yeah. they were making little cozy spaces in their garden and and having chats yeah. over the fence to their neighbors or sitting out at the front with a with a nice glass yeah. of something that they'd come up with and I think I think that's really important because that's how I learn I experiment some things work some things don't if it doesn't work I don't tell yeah. anyone about it I'll start again <laughs> <laughs> you don't put it on Instagram <laughs> yeah oh no have you done anything today definitely not no <laughs> Oh, well, thank you so much for coming to chat to us today, Candice. Oh, it's been um, delightful. It was lovely to meet you. And um, I hope you have a rest of um, a restful day and not too many deliveries and interruptions. Always. I can always um, guarantee when I'm supposed when I'm supposed to be elsewhere, something will turn up or I'm in my pyjamas or yeah. I'm trying to eat some breakfast or get a cup of coffee down me. But yeah, it's, it's part and parcel of uh, running a pub. And yeah, we're very, very lucky. But thank you so much for having me. It's been just a really, really lovely no. chat. Oh, thank you so that was the Ola magazine podcast if you want to explore more of our back catalogue of over 200 episodes you'll find us on all the main platforms and on our website olivemagazine.com where you'll also find tons of useful recipes and great cooking advice why not try a subscription to olive magazine this summer and get the very best recipes delivered to help inspire your cooking to take advantage of our current offer of three issues for only five pounds go to buysubscriptions.com forward slash olpod720 that's o-l-p-o-d 720 terms and conditions apply stay safe and we'll see you next week when we'll have a brand new episode to listen to